Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, a guten Chaydesh and a guten Erev Shabbos. I apologize in advance if this podcast is a bit more serious, but I believe that it is an important reflection of some of the events of this past week. You're all completing your first whole week under these quarantine circumstances, and undoubtedly everyone's moods have shifted a bit. It is difficult to stay upbeat when there's tragedy occurring around us, and people are also not feeling so well. Some are getting low-level symptoms of the virus. Also, the kids are often telling us, I don't want to do this activity that's on the schedule or that activity that's on the schedule, which immediately causes us to doubt our beautifully crafted plans. You're starting to worry about how you're going to make Pesach with everyone underfoot and how you're going to manage to simply get the food in the house. Do not despair. You are absolutely going to manage. I can't help but think back of the many, many times in my life where I literally did not have an inkling of how I was going to manage something, particularly in the early years when I was raising my kids. For those of you who know my background and what my child-rearing years looked like, you can only imagine. And for those of you who don't, well, you'll have to take my word for it. But either way, rest assured that whatever was supposed to get done, got done, no matter how impossible it seemed at that time. It is at this time that we must galvanize ourselves, strengthen ourselves with all our kachas that we have to maintain our children's developmental progression and the emotional gratification that comes from being productive. I know it's easy to say it's Erev Pesach anyway, the kids are not usually learning much in school anyway, it's only about the Haggadah anyway, we can let things fly. This might be true for a time when the calendar is normal, but because we are not sure what's going to be after Pesach, I think it's important to maintain at least some semblance of structure for at least some part of the day so that your children don't lose contact with structured activity, productivity, and accomplishment. Remember, at some point they are going to have to go back to school, and we don't want to send back to school kids who have no idea what it means to sit in a chair. So we do have to think a little bit into the future and make sure we cover ourselves on that level. For right now, since Shabbos is approaching, I would like to spend some time discussing the ongoing audience that we have, namely our children. You have probably figured out by now that your children are watching every move you make and doing their very best to listen to every conversation that you have with anyone at all, whether inside your home or over the phone to others. You have undoubtedly tried to minimize the anxiety that they feel over this pandemic by focusing on the positive aspects of family time, telling stories, playing games, setting up contests, distracting the children with Pesach cleaning, making crafts, baking, cooking, sewing, family puzzle time, and family game time. Remember, all those Hanukkah games you searched for when you made your Hanukkah party this year or last year, dig them up, ask your friends for them, and schedule them as an activity, either day or evening, depending on the age of the kids that you're playing with. Keep the media out of your house. Out, out, out. Your children do not understand that every media outlet has its own agenda. They take the news that is printed at face value. For example, there are a lot of news outlets that are using scare tactics to scare people 
who can't manage to follow some very basic rules into complying with what the Rabbanim and doctors are absolutely begging them to do. This is absolutely correct for those who are not following the rules and are putting people's lives before their own needs, desires, and opinions. I'll get to that in a minute. But the problem is that this affects our children and the teenagers who read the news, and it scares them half to death, which is not a good thing. Nothing gets accomplished by that. Children, of course, need to know that we are living during anxious times, times of uncertainty, and times that require tshuva. I know that. But at the same time, they need to feel reassured of our love, reassured of Hashem's love, reassured that Hashem knows exactly what He is doing, and this is absolutely all for the best. Now, speaking of people who are not able to follow rules, which has been one of the most disheartening observations of this week, I would like to read something that I wrote in Are Your Hands Full? Volume 1, page 18. This is in the early part of the book where I discuss the foundations of the Hands Full program and why it is so, so necessary during these times. Mind you, the book was written and published for the first time in 2014, six years ago. So listen. Throughout history, Yidin have raised their children in various social environments. At times, we were fortunate and lived in communities that aligned well with our Torah belief system because the non-Jewish social environment was conducive to and accepting of the teachings of the Torah. At other times, we were less fortunate and were forced to raise our children in an environment that was openly hostile to our beliefs. In either case, though, there has always been a clear distinction between the values of the non-Jews and the values of the Torah. Today, most Yidin, who are Shomer Torah mitzvahs, are faced with the challenge of raising their children amongst the perils of modern society, where the social environment seems to be conducive to our beliefs. Democracy is an example of this phenomenon. So here we go. Democracy. Are we really free? You won't find an individual who is free unless he engages in Torah. Perkeavos, Perikvav, Mishnebeis. According to the Torah, a person who is free is someone who obeys the Torah and its laws. The democratic belief system, on the other hand, promotes a secular definition of freedom, which advocates that individuals do as they desire rather than adhere to an authority's rules. This secular definition of freedom has infiltrated our homes and has influenced our outlook on chinuch. Although we can credit democracy for providing an environment that promotes human rights, and the freedom that we need to observe the Torah, the democratic beliefs that are inherent in the Constitution of the United States are, in actuality, directly opposed to the Torah values. Yidin do not believe that people are free to do as they please. Rather, the Torah directs us with 613 commandments, which instruct us exactly how to behave. Because of this confusion, people often teach their children using concepts that are gleaned from the non-Jewish social environment and mistake them for Torah values. In order to make sure that we are raising our children with a Yiddish mindset that is opposed to our environment's secular perception of freedom, we must make sure that we know the rules of Chinuch Alpitaira. This is one of the most important reasons for parenting instruction during current times. We must learn to raise our children, to respect their parents, and to obey authority. You hear this? Because that is what the Taira expects. Although this is difficult to teach in the face of a democratic world, it is the foundation of the Yiddish way of life. So, now that I've observed what I observed this week, 
I see that my job is far from done. I and all of those who spread the handsful program saw this quite starkly this week because one of the hallmarks of the handsful program is, and those of you who are part of our family should be very, very proud of this, is that your children have become rule followers. They have learned to obey. And Be'ezra Hashem, they will grow up to become adults who know how to obey. Because honestly, no matter what is going on in the outside free world, we are the Amsegula, the Gai Echad Ba'aretz, and we should be the first ones obeying Takanas and rules set forth by our leaders. So my goal is to finally, once and for all, to get parents to see that if they, if we, don't work now on getting our children to follow rules, then these same children will become adults who won't follow rules, chas v'shalom. And the results of this, as you now know, can be absolutely devastating. Believe me, I am only mentioning all of this now because I believe it is so critically important to link the connection between child compliance and adult future compliance. And of course, there is an everlasting connection between present adult lack of compliance and the dangers of the next generation, which is bereft of healthy and appropriate role models of compliance. So those of you who are continuing with the Hands Full program, stay strong, believe in what you're doing, be proud of yourselves, and keep up your wonderful work. I would like to end this podcast on a positive note. It is, after all, Erev Shabbos, it's Rosh Chodesh, Benisan Asidin Lehigael, we are the Am HaNifchar, the Rabbanu Shalom loves us all, Yiddish Atatas, Yiddish Amamas, and of course his precious, precious Yiddish Akitalach. Do your best to keep up the Matzav Ruach in the house. Smile a lot. Engage the children wherever you can. Remember, they depend on you. Have a Lechtika Shabbos and a Guten Chaydish. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the earth will continue rotating on its axis.